Hello and welcome to the Tommy Divine Podcast. And we're already through two weeks of the regular season in the National Football League. We got one more game tonight. It's the Raiders versus the Saints. Uh, Allegiant Stadium opening up down there in Las Vegas for the Raiders. Uh, Quick pick on that. I'm going to take the Raiders to win by a single touchdown. I think the, you know, Saints looked okay last week. Uh, but the Raiders, I think, can get it done. They can play well. I like their running game with Josh Jacobs. And I think Derek Carr is going to find a way tonight. You know, it's Allegiant Stadium. It's a brand-new opening. I think there's going to be a adrenaline in that locker room for the Raiders and Gruden. I, I think the Raiders get it done. But it will be a close game. I'm taking the Raiders to win tonight. On Monday night, I must apologize for not having a podcast last week. I was shell-shocked after my Colts lost to the Jaguars, which we all thought uh, were the worst team in the league. That has changed since then. Uh, They are not the worst team in the league. They are actually not too bad. Almost beat the Titans yesterday, lose that game by three points. Gardner Minshew has been playing well in these past few weeks against my Colts and the Titans. Uh, But last week I just couldn't pick because I was just too shell-shocked of how bad we looked. And then yesterday I came on and I saw our Colts and they looked pretty good against the Viking team that may or may not be bad still. I don't know. They didn't look good yesterday though. And yesterday was an absolutely crazy day of football. We had onside kicks. We had injuries. We had... So much more. Great Sunday night football. Russell Wilson, Cam Newton, Patriots Seahawks on on Sunday night. Classic game. One yard line. Cam stuffed at the goal line. Denied the win at CenturyLink Field. There was only 75 decibels for the crowd. Uh, Could have been 120 with fans. That's just the world we live in now. And you you can start to tell a little bit too... uh, yeah, I mean, it, crowd noise is a factor, obviously, but without home field adva- with without crowd noise, home field advantage just isn't there as it used to be. Which sounds obvious, but really, I mean, you can hear it in Seattle last night. I mean, if, if Seattle has a crowd in that game, who knows if they climb back within? Uh, and they're down by I think they were down by eleven last night. Who knows if they uh, come back in that game? But the Patriots look good. Julian Edelman had to take a lot of the load receiving. We'll see what Cam can do. Uh, I think that team could definitely end up uh, being in the playoffs. I don't know if they're a Super Bowl team, but we will see. Uh, But yeah, crazy week two. Saquon is injured. Christian McCaffrey is injured. Uh, Two of the best running backs in the league. And... There are so many uh, injuries for San Francisco. I'm not even going to try to name them all. I, honest to God, when I saw the injury report for San Francisco, I thought it was a joke because you have, I think, Nick Bosa, Raheem Mostert, George Kittle, Jimmy Garoppolo, all all down for them. I'm not sure what each of those each of their statuses are. Uh, I don't think with Garoppolo it's very serious. Um, I think Saquon's out for the season by the way. Um, McCaffrey, I don't know what his deal is. Um, but yeah, most of the 49ers are, are, are pretty much done. I think Bosa may be out for a little while. 
I have to check more thoroughly on that one. Um, but that's just kind of a day-to-day thing for the injuries for them. But, I mean, we had so many people go down yesterday. I mean, it was a cataclysmic. I mean, I've never seen... It was an anomaly. I mean, I've never seen anything quite like it in my life. The fact that we had that many stars injured on that uh, on that day is crazy. Plus, you got Marlon Mack and Paris Campbell both out for the Colts. Uh, Mack got injured last week, and then Paris Campbell this week. And then Malik Hooker... Uh, got injured as well. So, you know, a lot of people have been saying, you know, hey, now with this no preseason, shortened training camp, not many teams hitting as hard as possible, and the conditioning's not there, you know, uh, are we going to see this? Are we going to see more injuries early in the season? Obviously we have, and we will probably continue to see it as the season goes on. You know, Tyreek Hill, fastest player in the league. Getting cramps in the fourth quarter of that Chiefs-Chargers game, which is absolutely nuts. I mean, the, what, 58-yard field goal for Butker at the end. He misses, you know, makes it all three times, you know. Usually if you're a kicker, you make one of those, then you miss the other one. You know, they keep having to move back. People calling timeouts. Kansas City barely won that game yesterday. And then uh, the Cowboys-Falcons game, you know, that onside kick, no T. No T on that onside kick. Just kind of like a little, little swoop-de-woo, whoop-de-doo. You know, a little bit of helicopter action on that. It was just one of the craziest kicks I've seen for an onside. And then the Falcons just not even attempting to try to pick it up. I mean, it, it's absolutely crazy. I, I've never seen that. I mean, surely you got to think, hey, that's a live ball. Let's go get it. And there was like three Falcons around it, and no one even attempted to try to grab it. So, you know, we had that yesterday. Falcons blew a 39. uh, Well, they had 39 points. They blew a lead, a huge lead. And you may think, well, the Falcons, they're, they're known for blowing leads. And, yes, they are. They are. They obviously, in the Super Bowl... 28-3, to we all know that story and how that ends, and then this. And you wonder now, where do the Falcons go from here? Because they are now 0-2, and they put up this many points, and you think, wow, they can really do some damage if they can just hold a lead, and their defense is so miserable. And I don't know. I mean, people are saying this team can still make the playoffs. Like, they can. Their offense is great. Calvin Ridley is phenomenal, and Matt Ryan is doing quite well. It's just the fact that the defense needs to make one or two more stops. And a lot of drops yesterday, too. We had T.Y. Uh, drop a wide-open touchdown. Um, but the sun may have been in his eyes. It's debatable on that. There was some sun in that Colts game. Uh, yeah, that was kind of crazy. Uh, the sun was just bearing down on one side of the field. Uh, but still, no excuse. Like, it's the pros. Come on. Get, get it together. Uh, some really good catches yesterday, but really bad drops, you know. Uh, like I said, the T.Y., but then the Julio Jones in the end zone. You score that touchdown, the game's over. You know, that's over. He drops that. That, you know, that cost them the game. That really did. That dropped ball in the end zone cost them the football game. So the Falcons need to figure out what the hell's going on. And under all of this weird, scrutiny, crazy season... The Chicago Bears are 2-0. And I watched that game, and, you know, the Bears are, you know, somehow winning these games. You know, I don't see how it's going to last the whole season. 
but we'll see. I'm just ready for the wheels to fall off with Trubisky. It's going to happen at some point, and he's bought himself more time with this, but you just have that feeling like, when is the week where the Bears are finally just going to say, yeah, we're the Bears. Remember us? Well, our quarterback's bad. When, when are we going to see the coming out party of Trubisky where he throws like three interceptions? Eventually that's going to happen. I don't know when, where, or how it will happen, but eventually it will happen. I'm not jumping on the bandwagon just because the Bears are 2-0. Uh-uh. No, no, no. But there was a team that I surprisingly surprised me yesterday, and that was the Los Angeles Chargers, formerly known as the San Diego Chargers. And, you know, oh, bruised ribs. I caught bruised ribs. Uh, I called it. I was the only one who called it. No one else called it. But I knew Tyrod was going to have some bullshit injury where it was like, oh, bruised sternum or a bruised rib or a tweaked ankle. You knew there was going to be. And he didn't even last a week. He lasted one week. One week and that's it. And I knew there was going to be some injury with Tyrod. It happened with Baker in Cleveland. It, it happened when he was there. It, it, Tyrod always, had, always has this like little injury. And then, up ah, here comes Justin Herbert. And I got a text from my cousin Patrick yesterday saying Justin Herbert was elite. I said, whoa, hold your horses. Okay. Yeah, I know he did well alongside with uh, Patty Mahomes. Almost won that game. He had some really great plays. He puts his head down, tries to get the first. He's, he's that type of smash mouth type of guy. He's a very good person overall. But here's the thing. I want to see at least a couple more games from him. And I know you're like, well, he did great against the Chiefs. Chiefs defense is yeah, wonky. It's so-so. I want to see him go up against some other uh, better defenses in the league before I... Really get a grasp of his full capability. Uh, but, you know, he looked good for his first game. And give him credit. Didn't know he was going to play in the morning. Comes 4 425 for this game. Boom, he's in. You know? And for that performance to happen with a rookie being thrown in so quickly into the fire, that's pretty good. I, I'm not saying he's elite. I think elite is the wrong word. And I'm watching SportsCenter right now, and I saw that Falcons onside kick again. Still can't believe that. But, yeah, Herbert did well yesterday. I don't think he's elite. That's saved for a, another class of quarterback. Your Mahomes, your Rodgers, your Russell Wilsons. You know. Maybe five years ago, your Drew Breeses. Maybe seven years ago, your Tom Brady's. But, like, dude, relax. He... Still lost, okay? And it wasn't his fault, really. But, you know, uh, was pretty good. So, got some pleasant surprises. Got to see Herbert yesterday. I knew Tyrod was going to have some injury. I thought it would be like week four or something. But now it was week two. He had bruised ribs, whatever. So, Herbert goes in. That's a, that's a pretty good story. Like, he was pretty good. And um, real quick on that Falcons, there was actually a stat. I think it's like 1933. Teams with a 39-point lead and had no turnovers are, I think, 440 and 0 going from 1933 to now. Well, that's 440 and 1 because, yeah, the Falcons, once again, it, it's just crazy. The whole day was nuts yesterday. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, it's been it's been a while since I've done a podcast. Uh, I did week one preview. Didn't do week two because I was just so shattered. And now this crazy week of just injuries and onsides and people being thrown in. It's like, what is going on in the NFL? This is COVID NFL for you, people. It's crazy. It's wild. It's wacky. But here we go. We got a slate of games. I already made my pick uh, for tonight for Monday Night Football. It's going to be on ABC. The ESP is trying to slide Monday Night Football back on ABC. Slowly and surely, it will go back. But I had a couple. Uh, so week one and two, I had a hard time finding burn your cable box games of the week. Well, uh-uh-uh, not this week. We have plenty to choose from for burn your box, burn your cable box. Uh, game of the week, uh, but we're going to start off Thursday night, and this was a, when I looked at the, the schedule for the season, this looked to be the prime burn your cable box game of the week candidate, but that has since sufficed uh, to say that there is a worse game on the schedule. The Dolphins traveling to face the Jacksonville Jaguars in Minshew Mania. Is it back? Who knows? They're one and one. People didn't even think we'd win a game. Uh, they'd win a game like me. I didn't think the Jags would win a game. I'll say it. I was wrong. Uh, and now they're playing this Dolphins team that, you know, kind of hangs in games. And you think, well, if they start Tua, take out Fitzpatrick, who knows? Maybe Tua's a difference maker in this game. I'm going to take Jacksonville. I don't like it. I think this is a toss-up game. It's a Thursday night. It's a short week. Uh, and I think I think Minshew's the difference in the game for Jacksonville. I think I like the way he plays. And when I say that, he'll probably throw like four interceptions on Thursday, and the Dolphins will win like twenty-eight to nothing or something stupid like that. But now, I think Jacksonville's going to win this game. Uh, they've got some playmakers. I like Chenault. I really like Chenault. They almost beat the Titans yesterday. So Chenault and uh, DJ Charker are looking good. And that, that running back they have, that little four-foot guy, I think his name's Robinson or something, he's, he's decent. I think he's from, like, uh, Mount Holyoke or something. I don't know where he's from, but he's pretty good. Uh, so I'm going to take the Jacksonville Jaguars to beat the Dolphins. Uh, Jacksonville's favored by three on that one. So that's an interesting line. I think that game could end up being pretty close. Uh, heck, maybe even a tie. Who knows? Uh, but that's a little My- uh, Miami-Jacksonville. It's a little Florida battle. So we'll see about that. Not so far with travel either. So that's a difference maker too. Because um, usually, sometimes you got to go far away for those Thursday night games. But, you know, pretty decently, pretty decent travel for Miami. Not a huge, not a huge road game on Thursday night, so. All right, let's start in uh, Sunday. We'll start with my Colts. This was also a candidate for uh, burn your cable box game of the week. Set your cable box on fire. The Jets at the Indianapolis Colts. The Jets are the worst team in the National Football League. Yeah, I'm going to say it, and it's pretty obvious. They are awful. I thought before the regular season, maybe they had a little bit of friskiness win the AFC East. Not the case now. Obviously, they lose to Jamal Adams. He's in Seattle. Adam Gase lost to a 49er team yesterday that had nobody. Nobody. Had like Nick Mullins. Still lose. So here's the thing. 
The Jets are the worst team in the National Football League. I, I try not to watch any of their games because I just know they're bad. I know they're a terrible team. If the Colts don't win this game, then we got a problem. The Colts are favored by 10. Okay? This Jacksonville team is better than uh, the Jets. I'm taking the Colts to win. But I think it's only by two touchdowns. Because I think Phillip Rivers, this has a chance to be some stupid game where like he throws a couple of interceptions just by sheer luck. But this Jet team is awful. And I'm only saying it's going to be close because Phillip Rivers may do some dumb stuff. He likes to do dumb stuff against really bad teams for some reason. Don't know why. But I'm taking the Colts to beat the Jets. 10, ten the line on that for Indianapolis. All right, let's go with Bears and Falcons down in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, yeah, so this is the week I think Atlanta bounces back from that absolute disaster I watched yesterday. The Bears uh, had to come back against the Lions. Nah, you know, Trubisky, oh, he came back in the fourth quarter, three touchdowns. Yeah, that's great. Bears win barely yesterday against the Giants, okay? Mind you, a bad Giants team. Because, you know, Zaguan gets injured, plus, you know. That turns out to be one of the worst teams now in the league, too, by the way. If there's no Saquon. So, I think we're finally going to see <laughs> the real Bears and the real Trubisky. Now, the thing is, I worry about, and I'm going to say this. And then, you know, the Falcons will have, like, a, you know, some tremendous lead. And then the Bears and Trubisky will come back in the fourth quarter. And throw like four touchdowns and just will his way back to win. The Falcons are going to win this game. I think we're finally going to see Trubisky do some dumb stuff. This is finally a team that they're going to have to play a shootout with. Okay, This is going to be a shootout type of game. I don't know if Mitch can handle that. Will he have enough time at the end to bring him back is going to be the question. I like the Falcons to win, but I think it's close. It's Atlanta by three and a half. But I'm going to take... Atlanta to beat Chicago. If that's Chicago, I think it's a little different. You got the lake uh, effect up there, a little colder, you know, kind of all the steam coming off the lake and stuff, wind and all that. But uh, I'm going to take Atlanta. It's in the dome. I think it's high shootout. I don't think Trubisky can match Matt Ryan. And the key will be, can Atlanta kind of shore up their defense a bit for this one? But we'll see. But I do like Atlanta in this game. All right, we got a good one. Uh, the L.A. Rams travel out to Bills Mafia. Uh, Buffalo favored by three. I don't know exactly why. I think the Rams are a lot better. Uh, I don't I think they're a lot better uh, than the Bills, but this is one of the 2-0 matchups of the week, alongside with, well, there's a really big one on Monday night, but we'll get to that in a little bit. But this is one of the 2-0 uh, versus 2-0 games this week. Um, I like this to be close. I don't know why the Bills are favored. I'm going to take the Rams. There's a lot of buzz in the Rams. You're either off the Rams or you're on the Rams. A lot of people are, you know, kind of in the middle. I'm I'm with this Rams team. I think Goff has looked decent these past few weeks. Um, they've got a lot of good weapons. Obviously, Cooper Cup coming back. And, you know, I think they're going to beat this Bills team, but I think it's close. I think it's a seven-point game, but I'm going to take the Rams to beat the Bills. Uh, I just think, you know, Bills are one of those teams where their crowd affected the outcome of the game in most situations. And without Bills Mafia there in Buffalo, it's just a different place. Same with Seattle, same with Lambeau, same with uh, Kansas City and Arrowhead. So I'm going to take the Rams, but I think it's very close. I think Josh Allen keeps them in this game with his mobility. Uh, 
Uh, and and Stefan Diggs had a nice game. He's going to improve, I think. But I, I just think the Rams win this game. They're just such a, a tough-nosed team. And Sean McVay such a great coach. I'm taking the Rams to beat the Bills. All right. Uh, we're still not at the Burning Table Box game of the week. Uh, Washington versus Cleveland sure sounds like it. But actually, it's not. There's an actually worse game. So here's the thing. Browns play Thursday night. They're coming off 10 days of rest. They beat the Bengals. Now you got this Washington team with a good defense. This seems like a potential letdown for Cleveland, and I'm scared to pick Cleveland. It's Cleveland by seven in this game, favored in Vegas. I'm going to take Cleveland, but I think it's by three points. And I think it's a scary game for Cleveland. It's going to be one of those where you think they should win by a lot, but they just don't. I think finally got their offense clicking a little bit. Uh, OBJ got tired of getting pooed on. So, you know, he went out, caught a touchdown pass last week. That offense looked pretty good. Now, it was against the Bengals, who I think are one of the worst teams in the league. But, you know, you got to work it out somewhere. You got to get the gigs when you can get them. And look, Cleveland against Washington. Like, we finally out found Washington's true colors against Arizona the other night or the other day. I uh, thought that was going to be a bigger game. Turned out to be a blowout of the day, really. And uh, I think Cleveland's going to win this game, but I think it's a three-point game. The defense has to be crucial in order for Washington to win this game. It has to be their highlight. I'm taking Washington to lose against Cleveland. Don't like it a whole lot, but I'm going to take Cleveland to win this ballgame. All right, now we got the Titans visiting Minnesota. Minnesota did not look great. Could not complete a whole lot of passes. Phelan uh, had a decent day, I guess. But Kirk Cousins just out of rhythm, out of sync. A lot of interceptions, a lot of turnovers for Minnesota. Not liking the way they're playing right now. And this Tennessee team is looking for someone to finally roll up their sleeves and get nasty with. This is the game to do it if you are Tennessee. Because last week, or yesterday... Yeah, that game against Jacksonville was a close one. Denver was a close one. This is a game you can finally kind of assert your dominance with the run game. I think they're going to have a heavy dose of Derrick Henry on Sunday. I think Titans win this school game by 21 points or more. This game is going to be a blowout. I don't think Minnesota has a shot to win this game. Kirk Cousins looked awful. If the Titans defense can play any similarly like the Colts defense did or better, uh, by the way, Colts have the top defense in the league, by the way. Just thought I'd let you know. Throw that factoid out there. The Titans are going to win this game easily. I don't think they will have a problem. Minnesota will add it to, to the list of teams that are affected without the crowd noise. Though There are a certain list of teams. They are on there, you know, with, with the best of them. So without that crowd noise, it feeds them. It's not that tough of a game. And I think the Titans win this game in Minnesota by 21 points. The, the spread is two and a half to Tennessee. I, I think that uh, Vegas is giving way too much respect to the Vikings. I think Tennessee wins this game. Blowout. Blowout for them. All right, Raiders at Patriots. You know, we all remember, you know, the you know, Tom Brady fumble, you know, snow game back in 02 or whenever that game, 01. You know, an incomplete, complete fumble. We all remember that. There's tons of history there. Gruden's back. Belichick is back. There's no snow. It's in September, but it is in New England. They're giving New England six, and I agree with that. 
I actually, I think New England by 10. New England by 10. I think Oak, or, ugh, Las Vegas hangs around in this game. I just think uh, that New England kind of, if, if they want to prove themselves, I think they win this game big. I just think, you know, Las Vegas will be one of those teams that just kind of sticks around the whole year. You know, they're just going to be one of those teams. So I've got them losing to the Patriots, but by 10 points. I think it's a close game. I think it's close than people think. And uh, we'll see what Cam's up to that day. We'll see. But I think it, I think Patriots do win, though. They bounce back from the loss in Seattle. All right. This is the Burn Your Box Cable <laughs> Burn Your Cable Box Game of the Week. The 49ers visiting the Meadowlands to take on the Giants. And I do believe that, obviously, they took on the Jets yesterday. So they're just going to stay in New York. So they don't have to travel anywhere. So that's good. You take the travel time off. You don't have to worry about that. You're kind of used to playing there already. And I don't know how many teams have done that where they play the Jets and Giants back-to-back. And they just stay there. I don't know what the record is with those teams or not. I don't have those numbers. But I will tell you this. San Francisco, uh, without their targets and without their weapons, Debo Samuel, Raheem Mostert, and without uh, Bosa on the defensive line, I know a lot of people like Nick Mullins. And he's pretty decent. Jimmy G is out. I'm taking San Francisco to beat the Giants. Because I think the Giants, without Saquon Barkley, uh, are maybe just a step above the Jets. Daniel Jones will not have fun in this game. I think this will be the worst game of the week. It will be the Bernie Cable Box game of the week. This is just, you know, I think the 49ers win this. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I think it's going to be close. I, there's just so many injuries in this game. I can't imagine it being any good. I think it's a field goal game. I think the 49ers win. I think the Giants are just now just as bad as the Jets. Maybe a step higher. I'm taking the Niners, but I'm not taking it as a blowout because they have so many injuries. I think it'll be a three, maybe even a seven-point game. They have San Francisco by three and a half. I think it's a good line. Um, but I think, I think San Francisco wins by at least seven, I think. But it will be a close game. Uh, but I think the Niners will win. Now we got the Bengals at the Eagles. Joey Burrow, uh, we got Philadelphia by six and a half. Uh, he's very interesting to watch. Uh, he very, he's a very strong kid in the pocket. I think this is the week we finally see Carson Wentz get going. I know that they have some injuries. But I think Carson Wentz, you know, both these teams are 0-2. I think the Eagles win this game. By, I'm going to say 10 points. I think it's closer than people think. But I think Carson Wentz finally gets it going. You know, this Bengals team, not not the best of sorts. I'll, I'll take the Eagles to win this one. And, uh, yeah, that'll, that'll be it for that one. Uh, that was also a candidate for Bernie Cable Box. There's a lot of them. Uh, next game, and this will round out the 1 o'clock slate. Texans at the Steelers. Okay, here's the thing. A lot of people were down about Pittsburgh. A lot of people. Patrick and Reed came on this podcast and blasted me. They said, ah, the Steelers are done. They're dead. Put them up. They're done. Bury them in a grave. It's done for Big Ben. It's over. James Conner has a big touchdown or big rush yesterday. They keep finding good receivers. Uh, Claypool, I believe, is, is now coming out as... Uh, one of their fun receivers for the Steelers. I honestly, okay, 
believe that Big Ben was going to have a comeback year this year. I really think he did. He looked good. He looks lean. Looks like a lean, mean, fighting machine. Okay. Comes back now. Mike Tomlin's still a great head coach. They're at home against this Texans team that just really can't get it going. And this Texans team has just been hammered. I mean, they played Kansas City Week 1, played Baltimore yesterday. Now they have to go to Pittsburgh. Luckily, there aren't any fans in the stands. They are just running into a buzzsaw right now. It, it is an absolute buzzsaw. Next week, they're finally going to get a break against the Vikings, I think. They get a home game against the Vikings, which I think they'll finally be able to kind of win. I think, well, spoiler alert, unless something changes, I think the Texans will win that game. Just a spoiler alert. But, you know, I think the Steelers win this one. I think they win it by two touchdowns. They have Pittsburgh by four. I'm going to take it even higher. I, I think this game could possibly get out of hand. I think it'll be at least a 14-point win for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think the Texans just have a tough time getting the offense going. And they just, without DeAndre, something is missing. And obviously, you know, something is missing. So the Texans have a slower time on offense. That's why I'm going to take the Steelers. I think the Steelers win this game. It's at home for them. And Claypool, Schuster get going. I like the Steelers. And in a week where a lot of people got injured, no no big injuries for Pittsburgh, which is good. So that's interesting. But I'm going to take Pittsburgh to beat the Texans at home. Uh, give me Pittsburgh on that one. All right, 405, only one. or There's two 405s. Colts play and, and the Panthers play. Panthers play the Chargers. Uh, I'm going to guess Herbert's still going to be in this one. Teddy Bridgewater, tough time. Now they're 0-2. Had a close game last week against Vegas. They're giving the Chargers a second-point advantage in Vegas. And the, the spread is 7. I'm going to take the Chargers. Because I think Herbert looked really good yesterday. And if he continues that in an offense where he controls the pace and slows other offenses down and do kind of a ball-control type of offense, keeping Bridgewater off the field, well... He threw some interceptions yesterday. But if, he, if the Chargers can control the time of possession and the clock, they are going to end up winning some games. And I think that's where they're going to win this one. They're going to come back down to earth. Last week was a big – it was a loss, but it was it was kind of a moral victory. I know in the NFL, oh, there's no such thing as moral victories. Yeah, there is. In the heart, I think. Because this game was so close. They took Super Bowl champs to the, to the wire, pound for pound, you know. As as Rocky would say, they they went the they went the distance, and they finally got to kind of see what it would be like what Herbert can do. I think Herbert has a field day against the Panthers. I think the Chargers win this game. I think they win this game by fourteen or more. Fourteen or more for the Chargers. They win this one against the Panthers. I thought the Panthers looked kind of decent week one, and kind of the same old story. Buccaneers going yesterday. Tom Brady didn't look great. But they won that game kind of handily, so I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Chargers to, to beat the Panthers. Alright, Buccaneers and Broncos. Speaking of the Bucks, uh Tom Brady goes back to a familiar place and a familiar foe in the Denver Broncos. Speaking of that, that dang old injury bug, that also has hit the Denver Broncos pretty hard. Jeff Driscoll, the former Gator, now a quarterback uh for Denver. Uh, Jerry Judy knocked out, I believe, with a concussion. Uh, and, and now the Buccaneers come into this game with uh, against Jeff Driscoll. Yeah, I don't think Jeff's going to get it done. Uh, I'm going to take the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers are favored by six. I think they can win this game by 12 or more. 
this game is going to be probably not competitive, I would say. Uh, I think this is the day where we finally can see some Buccaneers get going a little bit. Maybe Tom gets a little bit more timing, a little bit better with his receivers. I know Godwin's still out. But we'll we'll see what they do. I, I think the Broncos, though, I know it's at home. Brady has a lot of trouble, a lot of trouble in Denver. So it gets to that mile-high air, and he kind of gets a little eh, a little wonky a little bit. Uh, so we'll, we'll see, but... I think the Broncos can win this uh, for sure. I, I think, or sorry, excuse me. I think the Buccaneers can win this. Just too many injuries for the Broncos. Too much to overcome. I think the Buccaneers win. All right, Lions at Cardinals. Arizona favored by six. This game last year ended in a tie. When these two meet, it's pretty fun. Uh, Lions are 0-2, okay? But here's the thing. They come, they, they leave. Well, they should have beat the Bears, okay? Uh, they should have. They should have beat the Bears, and then they lose to a Packer team that I think Aaron Rodgers is this year on just a completely different playing field. He's just looking like he's back with a vengeance. I think the whole Jordan Love thing pissed him off. So you get then you got Arizona, and this game's at Arizona. Kyler Murray, you know, he's looking really good, and this offense is looking really nice. They had a nice offensive put out. Uh, last week, this last week against Arizona or against Washington, excuse me. And so, you know, they played the Niners week one, barely win that one, come back to win. A lot of people were picking them, and a lot of people were picking them as kind of their underdog of the season. And I, I think they're really good. I think this game is going to be extremely close. I think, you know, Lions ran into a Mitch, you know, their one DeAndre Swift dropped pass away from being one of one. So it's not like it's all fret in, in Detroit. I think this team's good. They're kind of banged up a little bit. Kenny Galladay when he comes back. I think Matthew Stafford makes things frisky. I think this game is very close, but I am going to take Arizona. Uh, they are at home, and I like Kyler a lot. I just, you know, it's just with Detroit. Uh, Detroit always is in games with people. You know, always. And even there for a little while, in Green Bay, that game was close. So... I'm going to take Detroit. They like to make games close and uncomfortable for teams, but I think Arizona ends up winning. All right, this is probably the best game of the late slot and maybe the afternoon. Or, well, the best 1 o'clock game is Rams-Bills. The best 4 o'clock, 425, this is it right here. Cowboys at the Seahawks. Obviously, Cowboys, huge win yesterday. Coming back, score 40 points. And they end up beating the Atlanta Falcons. But here comes Seattle. They're back at home again. It's Fox. It's 425. Here's the thing. Okay. Seattle is with those teams. But Russell Wilson, even without the crowd noise, is looking unbelievable. Their wide receiving core, Lockett, Swain, uh, Metcalf, the whole deal. I mean, they are they got nice running backs, and Russell is just running around to be an old mobile Wilson. Seahawks are going to win this ballgame, and it's going to be by two touchdowns. They are going to lay the smackdown on Dallas. Dallas, if they want to prove their worth in the NFC and that they're worth anything, CeeDee Lamb in this offense has to get going fast. Demarcus Lawrence on the defensive side of the ball has to get to Russell Wilson. Has to, has to, has to get to Russell Wilson. And that is the key of the game. Getting Russ, getting him pressured, and getting him sacked. Not letting him run around. 
Not letting him have big runs on third down. Second down. Containing him and putting pressure on them is the absolute key. And can Dallas do that? And does Dallas have the offensive firepower? Like we saw yesterday, can they can they get on top of them early? If they can get on top of Seattle early, they will win. Like that's obvious. But like can Seattle, you know, well Seattle can't. Seattle can do that. Can Dallas. And I think Seattle wins this. I think the offensive firepower is just too much. And Russ is looking like an MVP candidate. Chris Collinsworth said it yesterday, and Al Michaels did as well. He's never gotten one vote for MVP, and he's never won an MVP, which is absolutely ludicrous. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the league, up there with Mahomes and Jackson and Rodgers and all that. He is also playing so well this season. And, yeah, I know the pick six yesterday, but other than that, I mean, he has been playing. And now, by the way, that was a drop ball by Greg Olson. So, uh, But Russell Wilson, I mean, he's just playing with reckless abandon. I mean, he's playing so well. And, and as I predicted this year, I think uh, Russ is going to win the MVP. I, I think we're headed towards that type of season. I think it's like him or Rodgers. Yeah, yeah. I think him or Rodgers. Maybe Mahomes as well. Got to put Mahomes in there. But I'm going to take uh, the Cowboys and the Seahawks. I'm going to take the Seahawks. And that's a four, four, uh, four and a half Vegas odds for Seattle on Sunday. All right, this is a big one. Packers at Saints is going to be a lot of NFC uh, scuttlebutt here. Uh, New Orleans is favored by three and a half. Maybe because it's at home. I don't really know why. I think Green Bay is going to win this game. I think New Orleans, you know, they're coming on a short week. They got this Monday night game. Now they got to go turn around, play Sunday night against Green Bay. Uh, Green Bay will have the advantage on them. I think Green Bay will win this football game. And I think they win it by seven. I think it's a close game the whole way through, but I think Seattle takes the step. I think they, or sorry, excuse me. I think Green Bay takes that step, kind of dump. I think they're trying to dominate the NFC. They're looking really good on offense. I think they take a step up. I think they beat the Saints. I think it's close, though. I think it's a seven-point game. But I think this is the game where we finally see kind of break up who's good and who's really good and who's not in the NFC. And this is a big game. I end up doing that. So I'm going to take the Packers to beat the Saints on Sunday night football. And then Monday night, it is the best game of the year by far. And it's not even a question. It will be the game of the year. It's the heavyweight title. The matchup we have all been waiting for. From the Midwest to the East Coast, Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens host Patty Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. The matchup we have been waiting for for a whole year, and it's finally here. It's week three on Monday Night Football. Somehow, Kirk Herbstreet and Chris Fowler got this game. Don't know how. I like that they're doing Monday Night now. Or I don't know if it's Reese Davis this week. I don't know. But this game is huge. And no one better to call a bigger game than Kirk Herbstreet, right? I love Herbie. He does game day. Then he does Saturday night football. Now he's doing Monday night football. This has epic proportions written all over it. This reminds me of the Rams Chiefs from a few years ago, except maybe bigger. I mean, this thing is absolutely crazy. I mean, Monday night football, getting back to its roots, good old-fashioned, Classic football 
Chiefs, Ravens, they have Baltimore by three and a half. This is going to be a shootout from the the get-go. And I am going to take Kansas City. I think Patty Mahomes, there's just too many weapons, too much speed. He just has it in him. It's going to be a knockdown, drag-out, offensive shootout. And Lamar's going to have his, and it's going to really come down to the last possession. It will be one of those games where two minutes left in the fourth quarter. Whoever has that football, whether it's Lamar or whether it's Patty Mahomes, I think that's what's going to matter, and that's what's going to count. So now, you know, and this game is going to be on like ESPN, ESPN2, and ABC. It's going to be Monday Night Football. It's going to be huge. People can't wait for this game. It's going to be monstrous. I can't really express to you how important this game is. For the AFC, for the for the whole playoff picture, basically. I mean, it, these two are basically playing for the one seed at this point. I mean, that's what they're playing for. Uh, and they're playing for that home field now that this, well, only one team gets uh, home field, I believe. Or they, they do the, yeah, I believe it's the one team gets the home field. Yeah, I think it's the one. In, I think it's just the one seed now. So, anyway, big game for that. Just a, a tremendously big game in the beginning of the season. And this will probably end up being the best game of the year. I am I am so excited for it. I can't wait for next Monday. I can't wait for next weekend. There's some really good matchups. And I, I can't wait for them. But let me just redo, uh, review my picks. So I've got the Chiefs. I've got the Packers. I've got the Seahawks. I've got the Cardinals. I've got the Buccaneers. I've got the Chargers. I have the Steelers. I have the Eagles. I have the Niners. I've got the Patriots, I've got the Titans, the Browns, the Rams, the Falcons, the Colts, and the Jaguars on Thursday Night Football, which is only on NFL Network, which is weird. I don't know why it's not always on Fox, but whatever. I think it's on Fox like next week or the week after. So, um, yeah, that'll be an interesting couple of games, but it's a good week. I'm excited for this week of football. You know, the SEC is coming back in college football. The Big Ten is back. Things are turning around in this coronavirus time. Things are turning around. I'm liking this. This is good. And uh, just got done with a wedding weekend. I want to congratulate my con- my cousins, Connor, uh, and, and his wife, Savannah, uh, on a, a beautiful wedding. Uh, be, be a really, It was a really fun time. Uh, great to... Great to see those two finally tie the knot. And, you know, uh, I was honored to be a groomsman at their wedding. And, um, you know, I want to kind of embarrass him a little bit. But uh, Connor wrote some things to me and, and he listens to the show and he likes my podcasts. And I, I want to thank him for that because um, him and I are, are close and, and I love him to death. And I do anything for him and he's a great guy, great listener. So I wanted to shout him out. And, he, he honestly uh, is an OG friend of mine and great cousin, and I love him. And, and you know, some people just say, oh, your second cousin, whatever. No, 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 man, he's my brother. So I, I want to shout out to him, and I love him very much, and I'm glad I got to go to his wedding and, and be a part of his, uh, his his big day. So it was really an honor for me. And uh, the food was great and everything. Everybody had a great time, and I was so happy to be there and with the ones I love and, and I'm so happy for him and Savannah, and I, I hope they have a great rest of, of their life together. It should be fun uh, for them. So, 
I want to thank him as, as well for a fun weekend. And I want to also uh, talk about First and Ten. They're going to be coming back here pretty soon. Patrick, Reed, Griffin, the whole kit and caboodle. I think they're going to boot up the season previews again. Now they're going to do the eight. There's obviously the eight games. I think the Boilermakers have a decent shot of uh, doing pretty well. We'll see. Uh, so, yeah, go check them out. They got all your first to ten Big Ten needs. If you want that, they're going to be starting that up here here in a few weeks because they got to get ready for the big season opener on August 24th. <laughs> October 24th. So, yeah. And SEC is coming back. It, college football is going to be back. Like, back, back. I know teams have been playing, but these last two weeks of college football have just felt like weird. Like these last two or three weeks, just hasn't felt the same. You know, there's no SEC 330 game. It was like Appalachian State this week. I'm like, what? What's going on? I mean, this is just so weird. I feel like I'm in another world. I mean, it, in what world does Appalachian State get the 330 CBS game? Like, this is nuts. You know, this is like a CBS Sports Network game that got thrown onto CBS. I mean, BYU Army was going to be on there before it got postponed. And it's like, oh, Appalachian State's ranked 23rd, but they were our third best choice. It's like, oh, whoa, 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 what world am I living in? This is absolutely nuts. But, you know, SEC is going to come back. Big Ten's not too far behind. Pac-12, I think, are looking into doing some stuff here pretty soon. Things are starting to fall back into place. And I'm excited because the Big Ten's not only going to do a championship game, but the twos are going to play each other in each division. The threes, the fours on championship Saturday going to be awesome. I, I, it, this is so great that we're having college football till like Christmas. I, it's awesome. Because there's always like the, you get that time in between like <coughs> Thanksgiving weekend and Christmas where there's only like a few championship games on and then a, bowl, a few bowl games start and that's about it. Like you don't get like weekly. So that, this is awesome. I'm, I'm so happy football's finally getting back on the horse and yeah, I think college basketball is going to try to do some stuff with domes. It's it, it, This is a great time to be a sports fan. That's all I've got to say. Great time to be a sports fan. You got Masters coming up here in a few weekends with, in, in November. I know I'm kind of going down the list, but I, I'm so happy. This is, this is great. This is some great stuff we got going. And, you know, uh, I want to just uh, shout out to, to everybody as well. And also check out Happy Thoughts. On Instagram, Happy Thoughts Central. You can follow us on Instagram. We have posts all the time and still working hard on that. So go check out Happy Thoughts on Instagram and uh, everybody. And, and thank you so much for listening. Once again, I got to apologize for no picks last week. I was just so actually baffled of how the Colts lost to Jacksonville. So forgive me for that. And I will be out next week with another preview and another. Uh, another picks episode uh but uh and hopefully the naptown rundown does some cold stuff too this week i'm hoping pat will get on i think i think pat is actually doing some stuff down in bloomington with the radio so he's got some stuff going on cooking in bloomington so you know he's like russ y'all let russ cook you gotta let pat cook so we we let pat cook here so thank you guys for listening and i hope you have a great rest of your week Bye bye